I don't think there's two things in the world that uh, don't go together more than Game 7 and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We here at the Expansion Buddies really admire a man's haircut. There's two things we love here at the Expansion Buddies. We love our sports, but we love our Kyles even more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I am your co-host, Justin Wright, coming in from rainy hot springs, Montana. And I am joined by two of my favorite brothers out there. How are you guys doing? It's the Millers. Uh, we're doing all right. I'm probably a little less stressed than the other Miller is right now because his bucks are playing as we speak. Only, only a tad stressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you guys, you're up by, what, 15 points right now? You should be fine. Yeah, it's only the end of the first quarter. Let's not get too too ahead of ourselves. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Justin, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little jealous to hear it's raining where you are because it's about 90 degrees here still, and I just mowed the lawn, so I'm very toasty. Yeah, I I recently got a for my computer room, office, spare bedroom, whatever room. I recently got a air conditioner because I hang out in here a decent amount. And it's a it's a game changer. Highly recommend. Oh, uh, one of the many game changers we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, yeah, I think we're in the process of discussions to get one of those too. So yeah, I I was encouraging your roommates earlier. But yeah, speaking of game changers, can we talk about Giannis? Yeah, that guy is a game changer on his own. Yeah, the man put up thirty four points alone in Game Four. He's been going on. I'm going to let Jake take this one since that's kind of his guy. Well, um, I don't even know where to start. I mean, um, it'd be pretty, pretty, um, oh gosh, I'm not the words expert like Jared is here. None of us are. (laughs) Jared did spend thousands of dollars to get a degree in words. So I should get a degree in a language he already speaks. Thanks, exactly. big guy. Hey, let's, Welcome, let's guy. all play nice now. But uh, anyways, yeah, Giannis is definitely a game changer. But, I mean, they should expect him to be a big, big proponent of the game when he's a two-time MVP and a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He should be putting up big numbers. Well, I, I hope he puts up big numbers like that every night, but he sometimes doesn't. But, I mean, there's only one real flaw in his game, and that's jump shooting and free throws, which I free throws are, are a rough subject for him. He's Shaq-like <laughs> at the line. Shaq-like. Uh, yeah, Giannis is going to give you, you know, what you'd expect from a superstar player. But, Jake, I want to talk to you a little bit about – how your team has done what actually a few teams in the NBA playoffs are in the process of doing right now. You came back from a pretty nasty looking deficit to tie this series up. I mean, the Clippers did the same thing with the jazz that series tied two two. the Hawks came back down to one to tie it up with uh, the Sixers, but you guys also, and especially after game two, you were texting me the night of game two. It was not pretty. It was not. I mean, Granted, Brooklyn should defend home court, and they should win their two games at home, just like most teams. But should. not not by forty. No, eighty six points was not a good outcoming 
<laughs> that was what happened. Better. Well, I can tell you a lot of what happened is they they pulled the old 2018 rocket strategy, live by the three, die by it, and they sure as heck died by it that night. Oh, that's a fun one, isn't it? I know what watching that's like. <laughs> and I mean, to to be fair, it seemed as if none of the team shots were hitting, which is a recipe for disaster. But uh, the next game, they pulled out a gritty, gritty win, also scoring 86 points, but also winning the game. So no complaints. But they definitely improved in game four. And now uh, they're going to try to steal a game in Brooklyn tonight, which would be big. Yeah. Man. And oh. I can I can see him doing it right now because, uh, well, as everybody knows, I mean, Kyrie's out. Uh, with an ankle injury and uh, the man with the beard Harden has been questionable at best these past few games, you know, either being out or being upgraded to questionable in some cases. Well, he's in tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It it was kind of touch and go though. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that they played him tonight because they Brooklyn really needs a win. And uh, I don't know if Kevin Durant can, can drop 50 on his own no well i don't think so yeah he can but (laughs) but then what's gonna happen outside of that yeah uh my like you said too like brooklyn has to defend home court like if they if i think if brooklyn loses game five which is going on tuesday night the night we're recording this so by the time this comes out we'll obviously already know that if brooklyn loses this game though i think this is the buck series to win in six but I will say if uh, Brooklyn wins tonight and they have to go back to Milwaukee, I think Milwaukee wins game six, and then I think it goes to uh, game seven. And who knows what can happen in game seven. Yeah, yeah I think if it goes to game seven, it's going to be a drawn-out bloodbath. Yeah. Well, yeah, and game seven would be in Brooklyn. So that's not working in Milwaukee's favor. No, but Kyrie Irving is out the rest of the series, and who knows how much – James Harden will play on his hamstring because he he tweaked it again in the playoffs after having it tweaked at the end of the season. So it's it's obviously pretty touchy. Yeah, he's obviously not going to be a hundred percent with with any sort of hamstring injury. So if he's in, he's probably going to be playing rather conservative because he probably doesn't want to, you know, risk a big injury, which is going to require you know surgery and. Maybe a recovery time that eats into next season. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. And I mean, Durant has an injury history too. So we, you know, Brooklyn wants to play as few games as possible, you know? Yeah. But Brooklyn also can't afford to lose tonight, which is why they they maybe, maybe push James Harden into the lineup when maybe, I think if they had won one of the games in Milwaukee, they wouldn't. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think if, if Brooklyn's coming into this game 3-1 instead of tied 2-2, they don't feel as much pressure to uh, to get Harden back out there, which, you know, we've seen that blow up in the past. I mean, earlier in the playoffs, we saw the Lakers bring back Anthony Davis when it clearly was not time to do so, and he couldn't do anything against the Suns when they brought him back. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I mean, you're watching the game as we speak, Jake. What is it, what is Harden looking like? I mean, is he um, – I don't know. I, I tend to not watch a lot of James Harden, mostly because I don't prefer <laughs> his style of play. But you don't like the 
You don't like the draw fouls and get to the line? Yeah, I don't like shooting a three and kicking your defender and getting a foul. I think that's kind of – I also don't like the seven-step step back. <laughs> the seven-step step back. But, uh, um, he looks – I don't know. It's hard to say with James Harden because I've seen him play quite motivated and there have been times where he's played not really motivated, so I don't know. Yeah, he's a polarizing figure. I've I've gone on record saying I don't really care for him all that much. I think he's got incredible talent, but I think kind of what to lean on what you were saying there, Jake. I think he kind of plays um, a style of basketball that I don't care for. I'll go I'll go with that. Yeah, like you I said. mean, I have some very hot takes on James Harden, but I, I don't know if you want to get into those. No, well, of course Let's we do. Him, That's what we're all about here, dude. Um, is hot takes. Well. I have, I have a variable amount of hot takes for different players around the NBA, but I consider James Harden to be the worst teammate of all time. Of all time? Mm. Holy cow. And I think that'll be the reason. If he doesn't win a championship in Brooklyn because he's the, the team is stacked, the reason he doesn't win is because he's a horrible teammate and he's a ball hog. I mean, Justin has said this before, that he's been worried about all those egos on Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man's played with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, couldn't win. Played in Houston with a very good Dwight Howard, couldn't win. Chris Paul, couldn't win. And then Russell Westbrook again, and couldn't win. And it's it's been recorded that him and Russell Westbrook allegedly had, uh, they butted heads quite a few times. Actually, I found when Russell Westbrook played for the Rockets, he played better than James Harden did. I'm, I'm sure Russell Westbrook is incredible. He's yeah. a whole different story for me, but I won't get into him now. Man, maybe we should have hot takes with Jake. Yeah, a just normal thing. Yeah, who we like <laughs> and don't like in the NBA. Because I know that, I mean, I know that he has a, that you have opinions of pretty much every big name guy in basketball. And some of the not big name guys. Uh, but yeah. I mean, you're, you're the basketball guy. That's part of the reason we had you on this one. Uh, also, uh, we finally have the opportunity to have you two boys talk about uniforms because your two teams are playing each other. And Justin has some very uh, endearing thoughts about the Bucks Cream City jerseys. Yeah, I love them. I think they're some of the cleanest uniform or jerseys in all the sports like it is probably my top five favorite jerseys of all time it's i'm I'm big on aesthetics it's one of my favorites too and i I, a lot of people didn't like it because they didn't quite get it but personally i loved it i think they should bring it back i think it should be i they should just make it the home uniform i think honest i i might uh watch a lot more bucks basketball if that happens yeah it's a really good jersey. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, there's a pretty good chance that if the Bucks win, I might be buying a Giannis uh, jersey, Cream City jersey, because I just – I like him so much. I have one, and I, I, I can highly recommend – I even have the matching shorts and socks, too. Oh, well. It's yeah. true. With it's- such high praise, I might just have to buy it. It's it, that's going to be in, so you'll have a Giannis Cream City and then you'll have your Jeremy Lin Brooklyn jersey. I do, I've worn that a few times to school. Um, and I have a, my student Lily that I've talked about before. 
she is a huge Celtics fan. And I, I wore it a few times after we won games. And she's like, oh, the only reason I'm letting you get away with that is because I know it's a Jeremy Lin jersey and not a – not. A, I think it's Kevin Durant right now that we're a seven. Yeah. Is, that, is that what um, he wears right now? Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Kevin Durant, not to take it away from the aesthetics talk, but Jake, uh, I want to hear your thoughts about this little Kevin Durant, PJ Tucker beef we got going in this series. I am all about it. I love it. It got intense the other night. I like, like physical defense. To I the think. point, sorry to cut you off, just to the point where Kevin Durant's personal bodyguard ran out on the court. Like that, that oh, was a little much for me. Yeah, that I didn't watch it. I heard about it. I heard his bodyguard got uh, what was it banned from Game Four in Milwaukee I think he's banned for the series for the whole series. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that Kevin Durant was in such a life-threatening situation where his bodyguard needed to get in there. That's what the referees are for. Yeah. But I did again. I didn't watch it, so I can't really comment on. It. I have heard about it though. I heard it got very intense. Uh, and. Well, and- I'm not surprised they banned him for the whole series because I've known, I think this was back in the 2000s during a Suns playoff series where a player came off the bench and he was suspended the next playoff. So the, the NBA takes coming off the bench or sideline very seriously. They're, they're pretty no-nonsense about all that. As they should be. I mean, and then when you pair that in with all the other, like, fan incidents we've had in this playoffs, like, they're not going to – they're really going to crack the whip. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that was I in- like, I like the beef. I think it's I, physical. You don't see physical defense anymore. And they were getting upset that PJ Tucker was on J or on Kevin Durant quite hard. But in the next game, one of the Bucks players on the bench got slapped in the face and had to get stitches and was bleeding and they didn't even call a foul. So, I mean, I think they just need to let him play. I, I just, I'll let them play. You sound like a sound like a true a true players coach. Well, I, I miss the days when they didn't call fouls for touching each other. Yeah, it's um it has gotten a bit over the top. I I would agree, but I think that's something we're seeing in a in in most sports where physical contact can and does happen. I mean, you look at football, and we've had an increase in roughing the passer, and that's a whole issue on its own. Soccer, the flopping. And I would argue the flopping is coming a lot more into the NBA as well. Oh, for sure. Um, and but you know, I, unfortunate I hockey still just letting them beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's a mainstay of the sport. They but be, they better not cut that down. I know. I mean, I don't. I watch hockey a little bit. I, I really just love to see the fights. <laughs> yeah, man. Those refs let them fight until someone hits the uh, hits the ice, and then it then they get in finally. But. You know, I'm thinking about something Justin said earlier. If this thing does go to a game seven, uh, I am really interested to see how chippy that gets because you've already had some tempers flaring in this series uh, back in Milwaukee is where most of the fighting Mm -hmm. quote unquote happened. Uh, You know, you even had fans there in Milwaukee chanting FKD. Uh, I'm sure those of you listening at home can decipher that one, but if this fantastic, Sure, that's what they meant. Fantastic defense, KD. <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, I'm not here to put the words in the mouths of Milwaukee fans. But if there is a game seven in Brooklyn, uh, 
and then that crowd gets their chance in a do or die moment like that, it's going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, that's what I love about the playoffs, uh, you know, a game seven and a raucous crowd, it's going to be a brutal environment for you guys being the road team, if that happens. But uh, with the chippiness we've already seen in this series, uh, I'm really thinking that something could boil over the top in game seven. Yeah. And if it is a game seven, I see it going one of two ways, either it's a Milwaukee or Brooklyn <laughs> or, well, yes. Thank you for the obvious there. It's either a grit and grind last shot kind of game, or it's a blowout by one team or the other, which, you know, I don't think there's, well could be. I don't think that there's going to be a blowout anymore in this series. Uh, just because your team has shown so much tenacity and grit. Like I'm impressed to come back from a deficit like that 2-0. I mean, 2-0 is not obviously insurmountable. It's not 3-0, um, but, but 2-0 after getting the, the yeah, I mean, that's a lot of teams would have had no will to go on after that. I mean, game two is about as bad as it gets for Milwaukee and you guys came back home. You did what you had to do. You won both home games. You got it back to where it needed to be. That's exactly what the Clippers did in the West against the jazz. Um, but I, I have way more confidence in the Bucks being able to flip this series completely on its head and win it than I do the Clippers, if I'm being honest. But I also think that whoever wins this series, uh, you can put me on record saying it now, is going to be the team that represents the East in the finals. Um, this, seri- I, this series feels like much more of a gauntlet to get through than the Philly-Atlanta series, which I'm not dogging either team when I say that, but – uh, this is your big boy heavyweight fight, and the other one doesn't quite feel that way to me. But this yeah. this one feels like the real Eastern Conference Finals. Like this feels like what you would expect the the Eastern Conference Finals to be like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, also just to to commend the Bucks too to getting another demon off their back earlier in this playoffs was sweeping the Heat, the team that upset them last year in the playoffs, and kind of started all this talk of what's the future like for Giannis in Milwaukee and Mm -hmm. what's, you know, so uh, do you think uh, if, if Milwaukee wins this series uh, six or seven or whatever it is, uh, but they do lose in the Eastern conference finals to either Atlanta or Philadelphia, do you think that that is it for Mike Budenholzer? Or do you think that this is enough to get him to stay or to keep his job? I mean, Um, personally, I think that, even making the finals is going to be a real question. I think if he wins the finals, his job's secure. No problem. But I would if, hope so. If they make it to the finals and lose, I would even question job security then. So it's, you're it's been, you're pretty confident that if you lose the Eastern Conference finals and don't even get there, he's gone. Yes, I'm almost certain of it. All right. Well, he would probably know better than either of us. So It's he's had granted they've improved every year not so much record wise but yeah progression wise and team wise i just i don't know i mean the the pressure's on because you like i said you lost last year in upsetting fashion to the heat and then the year before was it the second round you guys lost in also the no, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors. That's right. Had a 2 0 lead against Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors, and then they blew that, which yeah. 
It's uh, been a lot of not able to make adjustments mid-game or series, which has... Well, you're preaching to the... Budenholzer his job if he doesn't get it together. You're preaching to the choir there, brother. I uh, have watched that for years in Portland, and finally it caught up, and Terry Stotts is gone. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it does feel like Budenholzer's kind of in the same boat where, and I agree with you. I think if they, even if they make the Eastern Conference finals, that's not enough. You got to at least make the finals to keep that job. Um, but you got to get through this series first. And like I said, I think whoever gets through this series, they will have gone through such a, such a battle that they'll be so tested that they will be ready to take on either Philadelphia or Atlanta. Um, I won't say with no problem, but you know, should, should be able to beat them. Yeah, I would agree. I think I don't Trey Young's time will come. It's just not quite yet. The Hawks are getting there, but I, and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, I just don't, I don't really, Joel Embiid played like an MVP a good majority of the season until he was hurt, but there's something about Ben Simmons that I don't like at point guard, which I have a lot of hot takes on Ben Simmons as well. You have a lot of hot takes on everybody. He's a very controversial player in my eyes. Um. <laughs> I mean, if he's if he's one of the best players in the league, why isn't he out there with a minute left in the game? That's that's pretty telling for one of your superstars if he can't be out. Asking the hard hitting questions right now. Absolutely, that's the only thing we do here, right? Speaking no. of speaking of hard hitting questions, uh, Justin, I have a, one for you. We talked yes about the uh, Cream City jerseys, which we all know you love. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite Brooklyn jersey, though? What's what's ooh? Because they ooh, had those that's... new like city ones this year, the kind of grungy looking ones that say Nets on them. Uh, uh, the, those are all right, but I, I want to know what your thoughts are on uh, the the myriad of kits your team has. Yeah, we we have a lot. Um, I I am pretty I am a pretty big fan of the the city editions, honestly. Um, I I really like them. In fact, I I'd say I honestly like them better than just the plain blacks. I like our our whites though. I think our whites are really clean. They're they're simple simple jerseys, but I like them. But I am a big fan of the the city editions that's fair uh i'm looking at kind of all of them right now and i've always been a fan of the home black or the away white there's the simple brooklyn lettering i mean it's Mm -hmm. it is sharp it's clean uh it's what really you know we've told the story on the show before but prompted me to buy some of their stuff when it was on that fire sale back in the day Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way it looks. I like the way the black and white looks together. Uh, but the city, the city ones are really cool. You know, they, the abbreviated Brooklyn, the, yep. And I mean, oh. you can just tell it, it pays homage to, to the city they play in, um, to the people that helped make Brooklyn, you know, or the, the style that helped make Brooklyn what it is. Uh, and I, I like it. I like, you know, it's, it's fairly clean. You got kind of that graffiti style with a splash of color. I like it a lot. It's good. So can, I, can I ask you two a question? Go for it. Absolutely. If you could bring back any jersey from any time, which one would you bring back? In the NBA or like all overall? Let's go NBA for now. Uh, 
probably Denver's old rainbow ones. Oh, yeah. Those the, are good. The ones that like you see Dikembe Mutombo in. I love mm-hmm. those, man. I love those. Those are good. What about you, aesthetics, man? Ooh, that's a uh, that's tough. Hmm. I <laughs> I I don't know. It's because I think it's just because I personally I like them a lot. I like the Raptors old jersey with like the actual Raptor oh, the on it. The purple ones. Yeah, the purple uh, ones. Yeah, Hell yeah. Great. Those are great. I, I, I like those a lot. So, Justin, do you remember when – I mean, of course you remember when I worked at that sports store. Um, mm-hmm. But we had some of those at one point. Oh, really? Yeah, we, we, had, we had like a special order of like throwback jerseys where we had um, – we had some of those Raptors ones. We had like the old Magic ones with Shaq. Oh, uh, those were good the kind of the pinstripes. pinstripes yeah but those raptors ones i agree with you man that logo with the dinosaur and like oh it's good and the purple and the red and the black it works yeah really it, well. it works super well it's i i definitely foresee myself buying more uh nba jerseys over time and i'm probably not gonna do it by team affiliation just aesthetic wise like cream city i'm i'm definitely buying i'm, I'm gonna try to get one of those throwback raptors do it um Dang, I, I really like some of the yeah the Utah ones. Oh, you, that's my favorite. They should bring back the white with the purple and blue mountains. Ooh, that's a good Those one. Are, that's a good one. The Those old John Stockton ones. Let's yeah go. with the short shorts. Oh yeah, just bring back the whole style, man. Bring back the nineties. Yep. Let's when go. Do short shorts go out of fashion. Yeah, man. That's. <laughs> I'm not saying like the early 2000s ruined jerseys and we're finally starting to get some good things again, but the early 2000s had some really bad jerseys, especially like going into the 2010s. Yeah, I there's, will. There's some bad ones. I will say though, like if there's one NBA jersey I thought actually got a facelift from its old one, it is when uh, the Nets became they did the black and white and gray mm-hmm. yeah when they yeah. moved from the the like the bright blue yeah the bright blue yeah yeah though i just i don't like that color on nah. i never liked that look uh i think brooklyn actually looks a lot better with what they wear now um but that's that's one of the few for sure that's one of the few that look better now than they did then do you, well do you know what the nets could have been when they moved from new jersey to brooklyn back in oh i don't I know the name change that was a big, I think the fans voted, but I think it was vetoed by whoever the ownership was. But the fans voted majority for, I think they, they the name was going to be, I, I think it was when they moved to New Jersey the first time. They were going to be the New Jersey Swamp Dragons. What? And it's a Dude. very interesting story. You should look it up. I is think there a logo. Is there any mock-ups of this logo in I colors? Think, I think there is. I, I am on it I'm right fairly, now. Yes, they were going to be the New Jersey Swamp Dragons. Oh, Dude, my gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> we we are missed gonna, out on so many things that could have been. We are gonna, we are gonna <laughs> post some of this on our Twitter after this episode airs to show the listeners what we're talking about. But my God, this thing is gorgeous. Yeah, I. What? Why are they the Nets? Why did they not do this? I, I can't 
I can't tell you, but there's this, a little piece of NBA history for this. You. That is, fa- I never knew that. That is fascinating. And this, to me, looks like a defunct XFL team. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> uh, I see people uh, make shirts with that. I may have to buy one of these shirts. Dude, I want a hat now. I want one. Jake, why did you show me this? I'm going to spend money on this. Well, I'm... I'm it should have been a thing it really should have i yeah i was i was disappointed it never came to fruition i never knew this this is shocking this this is amazing dude and like he's he's twirling the basketball on his claw he's got freaking style bro can you imagine the headlines if uh first off if this was a thing and they played the raptors the dragons versus the raptors this is Mm -hmm. that would be so cool Oh my goodness. Now, now the Brooklyn stuff doesn't look as good to me. I know you'll never get rid of that purple and turquoise look. Oh man. Uh, it's, it's very 2000s esque. It, yeah. It's like the, it's, it's, it's good though. It's good 2000s. Yeah. Damn. Look at that. We, uh, you taught us something new tonight on the expansion buddies. Uh, I, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to get a shirt of this. <laughs> but uh back to actual basketball uh the game uh, game five is about at halftime now it is at halftime and milwaukee is up 16 points right now on brooklyn in new york so dang oh i did not see this coming tonight i'm gonna be honest with you jake i picked against you tonight i picked the nets uh in a close one i picked the nets and i know it's not over yet but it, yeah it, do you do you want to say who you picked that from by the way who who, who you were replying to I was replying to a, another group that we follow, that they follow us on Twitter, out of our own end zone. Uh, their podcast, too. I'll be honest with you. I haven't listened to them yet. They post a lot. They uh, followed us pretty early on. And uh, check them out on Twitter. Let me pull up their actual handle here so I can tell you where to go. Uh, well, I do that, Justin. Why don't you update the people on uh, the game you have going on right now with your Tampa Bay Lightning? Yeah, I'll, I actually don't have the score up right now. I, I was watching the hockey score. Um, it's uh, 2-1, last I saw it, in the favor of New York. Oh, I don't like to hear that. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh, – the Lightning have been playing um some – some good hockey uh right now the islanders have the first game in the series and it sounds like if it goes this way they're gonna take the second game um the islanders i think at least it is surprising me and i think to the surprise of a few are a really good team this year i i didn't expect them to be so good i thought they might be okay but man um the lightning though they they've been able to claw out of deficits before. Um, they are a, a very talented team. They've had this experience before. They've been to the, the the championship, so I do believe that they can pull this out. But it's really hard to get back to the Stanley Cup, and I'm not going to put it past the Islanders. I, yeah, big time for New York sports between Brooklyn and the Islanders, and uh, so anyway, and the Knicks, they showed the, up, yeah. They showed up. They they left pretty quickly, but they showed up. Uh, uh, so we did find that handle for out of our own end zone. Check them out at O End Zone on Twitter. 
they they post a lot like i said it looks like they actually just released their weekly episode on tuesday uh it looks like they're talked about the vikings a lot so any vikings fans out there any fans out there of sports check them out um but yeah little plug there anyway uh yeah the islanders surprising people in the hockey world i yeah. see on the other side of it vegas is up one nothing on yeah. montreal update on that lightning islanders scores 2-1 for the lightning actually oh my mistake uh sorry you're good yeah uh, it's vegas is up one on the canadians um that's not so surprising. I feel like uh, the Canadians have been on a bit of a Cinderella run right now that I am really surprised got out of the first round if I'm being 100%. Like, I knew the Leafs would choke. I just did not imagine they were going to choke in the first round. I think I said that already, but... Oh, yeah. To sweep uh, Winnipeg, though, I was incredibly amazed. Um, but I think, I think it's going to probably come to a an end with the Knights. Although as we saw with the Leafs, they can climb out of a hole. I'm going to tell you something right now. You said they're on a Cinderella run and you're right, but it's not midnight yet, boys. It's not midnight yet. Uh, these Canadians are going to the Stanley cup finals. I believe hey, in my heart hey, of hearts. No. Let's don't, go Montreal. Knights. They came back from a three, one deficit in the second round. Your Knights. Well, they were hey, I've on, been a fan since they were a team. Day yeah. one. Day one. <laughs> day one fan right here. So, well, you know, I can... No, I respect the heck out of the Knights. What they've done as a new franchise is incredible. What, being back to the the playoffs every year since inception is... I mean, I know they're a new team. And they had a heck of a good expansion draft, but still. That says well, a lot to that franchise, I believe. And just to make the finals in your first year? That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a task in and of itself yeah and and to beat a team that was supposedly a power team a super team in the the colorado avalanche is is no joke either i even if the avalanche didn't can we talk about can we talk about Colorado? it was only a matter of time uh i told our buddy daniel the other day we i finally felt like it was okay to talk to him about it i said you know denver's a second round city my guy uh you know and i don't i don't have a lot of room to talk because those very same nuggets knocked out my blazers but got swept by the suns then you had the abs how many times have the broncos ate it in the second round of the nfl playoffs uh the second round city and until they do something different that's what i'm gonna call them i i think it's a little unfair to hit the nuggets that hard jamal murray is out and he is a big part of their offense and i get Jokic one mvp which honestly i'm stoked about i love Jokic. his game is incredible but uh jamal murray's a big missing piece right now like i didn't expect the nuggets to beat the blazers if i'm being honest but uh, well you know uh we're not here to talk about that jake i'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you knowing justin he, he really doesn't want to talk about the nuggets right now still bad blood he, he no 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 he wants to talk about uh about the abs is that right i i i do but i feel like i shouldn't because i've talked about him so much before we t- it, yeah bullet points give us the bullet points give us a, they, give us they a choked they, they choked big jokes they played like literal dog water and they choked <laughs> um like they were eating 
chicken wings, swallowed the bone sideways, choked. <laughs> so and you, you could have gone out there and played better hacky. I'm not gonna say that at all because I. No, go ahead. Say it. This bold <laughs> statement. Bold statement. I think I should get a tryout for the Avs. I oh, man. I mean, they might be wanting, uh, you know, no, no, we're done. I'm, I'm not going to crap talk the abs anymore. Dan, I love you, buddy, but. Dan, you're the man. man. We still love you. Uh, it's just, it shows the danger of a super team. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I think maybe you should uh, hold off on the criticisms of the, uh, as you call them, Minnesota mild ooh. until y'all can get further than the second round of the playoffs. Just saying. The Colorado. Minnesota wild put up a better fight against the Knights than the Avalanche did. Oof. Uh, the Colorado Avs, but these guys, they're the Colorado Avnots. <laughs> Anyone? I'm sorry. It was there. I felt like I had to <laughs> swing at it. Um, but th- th- I actually have a serious question that kind of brings it back to this Brooklyn-Milwaukee series. Because Colorado is touted as the super team in the NHL playoffs. They, they could not live up to the hype. Uh, what do you think, uh, I'll ask both of you, this happens to the talk of super teams in the NBA. If this Nets team gets knocked out in the second round here by Milwaukee. I think the first thing people point to is injuries. They always, that's the first excuse for anything, which I mean, to yeah. Be fair, and, and it's an easy excuse for this, especially. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean, we've seen super teams found in the past, like LeBron James, who I am a very, I have, you're a critic of, to put it mildly. Mildly, yeah. Let's be nice about it. I'm, I'm a critic of LeBron James, but that's a whole nother – I'd need more than what's left of this podcast to discuss that. But regardless, we saw his super team in Miami. LeBron James episode with Jake. Oh, boy. It's, it's just Jake alone just talking about LeBron you know, James. When he do. retires, why don't we have the GOAT conversation about him? And I'll, I'll give my take. It's a good one. That's a good idea. Uh, but, but anyway, um, this talk of super teams in the NBA, I mean, obviously it's been a thing over the last half decade, if not more. Uh, Brooklyn being the latest example of it with Kyrie and KD and, you know, uh, Harden and even guys like uh, uh, Blake Griffin and Nash is your coach. I mean, on paper, that's a team that should win the championship with, Mm-hmm. You know, but if they lose in the second round, you, I agree with you. I think injuries are going to be pointed to, and it's a fair argument, of, at least for a ways, as far as the Nets go, they have been hit pretty hard by them in this series. But I hope this changes the narrative and the idea around of a super team in the NBA. Like, hey, maybe they're not all, they're all cracked up to be. Like, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get that ring being on one no. Despite but, what the Warriors would have had you believe a while well, ago. <laughs> even the Warriors were beatable. LeBron James and a very uh, adequate Cavs team beat them. And, I mean, even LeBron's super team in Miami was beatable. I'm, I'm not saying the Spurs were a bad team, but the Spurs were not nearly the, the super team by well, any standards. In Miami. Dirk and Dallas showed that. Exactly. And when your second best player is Jason Terry – no disrespect to Jason Terry. Love the man's game. It was great. But when Jason Terry's your second best player, you shouldn't win in in, in a finals match against LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Yeah. 
I mean, it just, I mean, and here's the thing too, if Brooklyn gets ousted in the second round here to Milwaukee, that, that, that's a sour taste. That's way worse than if you lose even in the Eastern conference finals or the finals, you know, you can kind of see fans making excuses and fudging it a little bit. If they get that far, they're like, Oh, they're just a step away. But if you lose in the second round, that doesn't, that's not as good. I mean, that's not, but I mean, this is an interesting second round. They're playing a team that is the most well-suited team to play against each other. These teams are what Brooklyn's good at. Milwaukee's bad at what Brooklyn's bad at. Milwaukee's great at there. It's a, it shouldn't be a second round matchup, but I think if they lose, they're going to pull a mulligan and they're going to run it back. And I think if it doesn't work a second time, then questions start to be brought up. Well, and you bring up a good point too, where Milwaukee's in their own boat right now that we've already kind of talked about. If they lose in this second round, there's equal, you know, pressure on them and negative talk coming their way and their own set of issues Mm-hmm. Uh, so really a lot on the line, there's a lot on the line as far as headlines go, as far as off the court stuff goes, uh, in this series. And I think that's why you're seeing the chippiness you're seeing. And I think that's why you're seeing the intensity of it, um, maybe save for your bucks performance in game two. Sorry to bring it back to that, but, um, there's so much pressure for both teams and it's, uh, it's, it's making for a hell of a series. I personally think this thing's going seven. Uh, I think it's going the distance, but yeah, this talk of super teams, Milwaukee could put a big blow in that to, uh, in the series if they end up pulling it off. Okay. So another question, do you think the winner of this series wins the finals? Wins the finals? I don't know. Justin, you take that one first. Uh, yes, honestly, I think whoever comes out of this game, I think this is, I think this is one of the most challenging matchups in this playoffs. Um, for both ways, I think both the Bucks and the Nets are super talented, and I I think that it it lends itself to to being the the championship team. That being said, um. Phoenix scares me. I love it. That's interesting. I, I, I Phoenix is kind of a scary team to me right now. I'm gonna. I like Phoenix until the finals. They have. <laughs> they just I, don't have the experience. I'm gonna be honest with you. I like Phoenix all the way. It doesn't matter to me who they're playing in the East. I think that they can beat any of the four teams left. Uh, granted, it'll be a much tougher matchup. I think if it's either Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Uh, but this Phoenix team, man, I am all about it. Suns up. Let's go. The scariest team to me. See, honestly, I'm glad LeBron James is in it because as much as I criticize him, the man can play at a different level. Yes. But the only other team, the only other player like that, that can just bring it when he wants to, other than Kevin Durant, is Kawhi Leonard. And I think... He's the most scary wet. If you were to, if the Clippers were to make the finals, that's the most scary Western Conference team. Really? To, me, to face out of any of the the three still remaining. That's surprising. I mean, I I've never disliked the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers have been quietly, quietly, I say, because I don't feel like it's talked about enough, exercising demons of their own in this playoffs. I mean, they were down two nothing to Dallas in the first round. Let's not forget that. 
They fought mm-hmm. back. They won that thing in what seven? They won it yep. in seven, and then they go. They fall down two nothing to the one seed Utah Jazz. Many people, myself included, had them dead in the water, and here they are, series tied two two. Yep. Uh, so Paul George has exercised his playoff demons. Playoff Paul, last. he's supposedly he, here. He's he's back. Hopefully, there there is something about there is just some players that are better in the playoffs. Like they may be mediocre all year long, and when they get to the playoffs, they are just on and another level. There's something about Kawhi Leonard. He's just he's not human when he plays basketball. He's, he's got. Just, I I would argue a lot of these professional athletes, especially basketball players, may not be human. <laughs> They may be from another planet that just plays basketball and only that. The Monstars. Yes. I mean, um, you watch some of the – and Kawhi is one of those guys. You watch him play, and it's like, how, how are we the same species? Like, yeah. how, how are you doing oh, that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's interesting to hear you say, though, that you think the Clippers are the scariest team left in the, in the West because no disrespect to L.A., but they're – the least scary to me. I mean, the way I look at it is Kawhi Leonard. He's been, he's been to the finals with the Spurs several times with the Raptors. If there's anyone with experience and when, when it gets to crunch time, guys with experience generally come out on top. It's true. That can't be argued. That's true. Uh, I will ask you each a question here. For either of you, for answer for your team, who would you rather play in the finals and who are you most scared to play in the finals? So I think, I mean, we got Jake's answer right there with the Clippers. So Jake, I guess just ask, who would you most like to play in the West? That's a tough question because I'd have to say probably Phoenix because if there's anyone that can defend the paint against Giannis and his his game is built around scoring in the paint. It's Rudy Gobert, which we've seen three time defense player of the year doesn't come easily. I'm not as scared as of their bench or their, their wings, but Milwaukee's game is built around the paint. So Interesting. I would probably most likely to see the Suns because DeAndre Ayton, I don't think he's too much of a paint defender i mean that's not saying he's obviously good in the nba but i just think the bucks can handle that sort of team that is just oriented more around chris paul and devin Booker. fair enough uh justin what about you who would you rather see the nets play um i definitely don't want to see him play phoenix because like i said phoenix scares me i think i'd rather see the <clears throat> The Jazz, honestly. Um, I know Jazz is the one seed, but against the Clipper, the Clippers have been playing really well. And kind of the Jake agreeing with Jake earlier, the Clippers are a are an underdog team, I guess is the way I'd put it. Um, and I, I, that kind of worries me. I, I I think I'd like to play the Jazz. Fair enough. Uh, since both of you boys actually have a stake in this, your team's still in the playoffs, and I don't, I'm going to pick the fun one. I want to see Phoenix and Brooklyn because I want to see Steve Nash coach against his old team. I want to see a high-scoring series with a ton of offense that goes to seven. 
And I think that that series would make for the most fun headlines. I think that it would make for the most exciting games. I think your crowds would be raucous at either place. And so I want Phoenix and Brooklyn. I think a good headline would be the Sixers and the Jazz. Because you have that whole beef with Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons with yeah. the whole rookie of the year thing. I don't know. That's probably not as exciting, but I think that could be that would be fun. I just yeah, I agree. I, just, I think it would be fun. I mean, that would be fun, but I don't see the Sixers getting there. If I'm being completely no, honest with you, I just don't. This Sixers team all year long. I know they're the one seed. I know they have Joel. I know they have they Ben Simmons. Don't I just feel like a one. Seed. They don't. They don't. They just they're 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 so. I don't want to say a non-factor, but they're just not. They don't. I don't know. They just aren't it for me. Well, and let's be honest. They had the easy path to the Eastern Conference Finals, and they're on the they're on the edge of letting that go. These they're Atlanta Hawks—they're not going quietly. No, Trey Young, Trey Young, and Luca are a lot alike. They they can just play out of their butts. That would have been a good fun. <laughs> Hawks and the Mavericks. Yeah, I another. Mean, yeah. Another year, maybe. The reality of it is all the teams left are pretty damn good. I mean, they're, they're going to have good games, I think, from here on out for the most part. Um, but this series right here, the one we've been talking about all night, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, like th- this is like I think when we're going to look back at these playoffs and maybe outside of the finals, this is going to be like the series that was, mm-hmm. you know, a great one. And, uh, I mean, we're in the midst of it right now. Obviously, like I said, Bucks in Game Five, as we're recording, have come out strong against Brooklyn, holding a 14-point lead in the third quarter as we speak. Um, but in the little time we have remaining, uh, Jake, uh, we kind of talked about it last week on the show. We wanted to get your thoughts on the NFL world, uh, what you think about Julio Jones being a Titan. Um, I didn't expect. Well, toward the end of the. I'd been listening to the Pat McAfee show and some other shows, and it was kind of pointing to and, and the expansion Tennessee buddies, right? The, of course. Tennessee was the team that was kind of getting narrowed down to. I would have thought it would have been fun to see him on Green Bay, get Aaron Rodgers back in the back in the house. But um I honestly before that I had no idea where he'd go or if he'd go anywhere at that. But um I think it'll be fun. I don't necessarily like him in the AFC because my team's in the AFC and that's a little unfortunate, but I think it'll be good. I think it makes the Titans a very strong number two in the AFC to the Chiefs now. Interesting. A number two in the whole conference. I mean, who, who would you put above them? Uh, well, you've got the Chiefs, like you said. Spitballing it. Are... I don't know. I don't know about the Ravens, but just spitballing it here. Like, I really the like. Bills, the, I, I really, could... I really like the Colts this year. Um, and I don't know if I go as far to put them at a number two, but I'm going to tell you right now, a team to watch out for in the AFC is going to be the Chargers. I really think so. I can see that. I think the Bills are maybe the only other team. Or the Bills, yeah, of course, the Bills. The Bills. So, uh, I th- I think the Bills are 
a, a league above or, or or a step above the uh, yeah. the Titans, even with even with Julio. Yeah, there's the Chiefs oh. in their own league, then the Bills in their own league, and then it's like it, it can get. I think I think Titans are top five for sure. Um, I don't know exactly where they fall in the top five. I I agree with Chiefs being one and Bills being two. I think, and then the Ravens, the Browns, and the Titans. I think are the next three strongest. Yeah, I can see that, but I think their their placings there can can scooch around depending on a few different factors, but. That's not the that's not the conversation we're going to get into today. I don't think. No, no. We just wanted to, uh, since it's still such a fresh thing in the sports world, we wanted to get Jake's thoughts on that real quick. Uh, we do have a few minutes left. It, we got to get shout outs in. Uh, I will turn that over to you guys if you have any shout outs or call outs because apparently we do that now on the show. I am going to call out a man in the NFL. Okay. And Gardner Minshew for cutting his mullet. No, I didn't Why see that. He that. Yeah, I, he, he cut his mullet. I am devastated. Oh my goodness. So Trevor's was just too good. <laughs> there Trevor's only... isn't really a mullet though. It's no, just kind of just a, a full flow. Yeah. Trevor's is a golden waterfall. Oh, that's uh, sad though. That that's my call out for the week. I, I think he shouldn't have done that. I think he should have kept the mullet. Um, but maybe the hair game was just too strong. There can only be one. Apparently only the starting quarterback in Jacksonville can rock some awesome hair. I get, I guess. And I, oh man, speaking of Gardner, I really hope he gets traded to someplace that he can maybe start. Um, I think he was given an, a, an unfair shake last year. And that's something I could get into late into another time but i think he is you know a a good quarterback that has flashes of greatness um and we i think we anyway i'm not going to get into that fair enough do you have a shout out or jake do you have a shout out or call out or uh i do have a call out okay i would like to call out Stephen a smith for Oh, donovan mitchell is the best utah jazz player ever and i think that is to quote Stephen a smith blasphemous <laughs> I mean, uh, that is just disrespectful to John Stockton and Carmelo. That's just like not saying Donovan Mitchell's not good, but it really, really Stephen A. That's that's just. I don't. I feel bad. I don't have a call out this week. I don't. I don't feel like I need to go after anybody this week, but. To be fair, my normal uh, shoe-in call-out didn't do anything super dumb this week. The Pirates are, you know, they're bad, but they haven't <laughs> done anything call-out worthy, so I don't have a call-out, and I feel <laughs> – I don't have a call-out, and now I feel left out. Uh, so I'll give my shout-out, uh, and that is to – we've already talked about it a little bit on the show tonight uh, – the New York Islanders. I'm really impressed by this run they're going on right now in the NHL playoffs. Uh I have nothing against your lightning, Justin, of course, but I would, I would love to see this New York team go to the Stanley cup. I think that'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, little shout out to the Islanders. Do you guys have shout outs? Do you have any positive things to say or was it all just uh, putting people on the, on the grill? I have a shout out, of course. All right. Who is it? 
My shout out is a another person in sports media, I guess, uh, a colleague of ours, if you will. Um, I talked about him before. He's got a great YouTube channel. Um, that's good sports. Brandon Perna, though, he uh, recently put out a video where he smashes a Tom Brady Lego head. But the the thing that led up to this is he took donations and I think sold shirts and all the proceeds went to charity. And he raised like $12,000 for charity for Alzheimer's. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really cool of him. And, and the video is quite, quite good. That's awesome. I recommend it. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Jake, do you have a shout out? Uh, I'm trying to think. Does it have to be sports related? Not necessarily. Okay, well, in that case, um, since I probably won't be on the podcast again by then, shout out to my best friend, Logan. He's going to turn 21, and we're going we're gonna to party it up. <laughs> you're going to do very PG things, and you're not yep. going to do anything. No. We're going to go to bed at 9 o'clock, and we're, gonna, we're just going to have a exactly we're a family friendly show here <laughs> but, uh, i think most families know that uh that people go out and have a root beer or two when they turn 21 you're right maybe but, maybe to get a little crazy on the 21st you'll have a root beer float we but, may stay up until 9 30 oh let's not get blasphemous and i was gonna breaks. say we're, we're gonna party like it's 1976 oh, oh i think we gotta end it there i think so <laughs> All right, thank you all for listening. Great ending by my brother tonight. Tune in next week. We'll be there for you. Have a good one.